Welcome to That Vacation Co., a podcast that serves you the most delightful uh, information on trips and planning for vacations and travels and whatnot. I am Caleb Berg, and I'm joined by my wife, Chanel. And today we're going to talk about a few ideas that we've put together uh, that will help you save money for trips. Because uh, when, when we're talking to people about travel and when we're talking about our own trips, the first thing that comes up on anybody's, uh, I guess, uh, planning or, or anybody's uh, bullet point list of what they need to do to, to get to that point is money. It's, it's how do I save for this trip? How, do, how much is it going to cost? Budget is the number one thing that uh, people need to have an idea of when they're traveling. Well, maybe number two. Destination might be the number one. Uh, but we're going to talk about some of the things that we've discovered over the years as helpful ways to save uh, as you're planning on that trip of a lifetime. And, uh, you know, for us, this is something that maybe we only discovered after having children, child. Um, when when we started traveling, we were double income, no kids, or as they're delightfully known as, dinks. Uh, these are people who, uh, like us at that time, we we didn't have the expenses of having a child, and we, we really had the freedom and luxury of being able to say, hey, let's get away. Uh, let's go travel. We don't really have to worry about bringing a a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, whatever around with us. So it was a little bit easier to put money aside and and travel, and our travel budget was bigger. Since having a child, that has changed dramatically. Uh, And maybe you're not necessarily in the same boat that we are, but I can tell you from the majority of the people that I talk to who are planning on traveling, this is a legitimate thing, budget. So... Now that we have a child and our most recent trip to Disney World, we discovered we got to do some things to save some money and set some money aside for this trip. So these are some of the tips that we've picked up. Yeah, so um, I'll just kind of highlight here what we have that we're going to talk about today. Um, And some of this is probably maybe not new news to some of you. Maybe you're really good at saving for things in general. And so uh, budgeting and saving for a trip or your annual trip or whatever it is that you do, maybe that's easy peasy for you. Uh, But maybe this will give you some new ideas for some of you or just some incentive even to do it. Um, I know for us, saving is hard. We're not awesome at it. Um, But one thing that often incentivizes us is to save for something that we really enjoy, which for us is travel, going places like Disney World or whatever. Um, We don't often, these days, we're not going very far very often um, because we now live, um, we now live in in New York State. we our travel mainly consists of going back to Louisiana and Texas to visit family, so that's usually our big trip of the year. But um, anyway, so some here's some things we're going to talk about today to um, just maybe give you ideas or maybe even just get you excited about saving for your trip goals. So one thing that we are talk going to talk about first is cutting out extras um, and placing money into savings. Another thing that's really important is prioritizing. Um, And then after that, 
We'll talk about um, looking for lower cost options or even free options. Yes, there are free things that you can do um, when you're traveling to really cut costs. Um, And then finally, we'll briefly mention at the very end, uh, working with a travel agent, which is what Caleb and I, um, what we do and what we are and travel agents, well, I won't get into it, but we can sometimes give you ideas and help you think of ways to save money on your trips. So, Yeah, so uh, number one, we're going to talk about cutting out extras and place, placing that money into savings. So this one's a struggle for me, um, and that's kind of how we discovered it as uh, maybe the best way for us to travel. So I'll give you a little background, then we'll dive right into it. I, uh, I'm not the best at saving money. I'm just, I'm not. I, I would like to think I'm getting better at it, but I've not always been successful at it. And uh, part of the reason is, you know, I am like many of you. I like to get a morning coffee. I like to get a morning breakfast at the McDonald's or the Dunkin' Donuts. Um, that's uh, kind of my my uh, kryptonite, so to speak. Um, and, <laughs> and maybe also the reason why I, I, I struggle to lose weight. Um, but yeah, so for me, Chanel kind of pointed this out. Uh, I can't remember exactly when it was, maybe about a year ago, maybe a little bit longer because, uh, we were already planning our trip by then. Um, but she mentioned like, Hey, you know, rather than stopping at Dunkin' or rather than stopping at McDonald's, why don't you, uh, put some of that money aside? Um, you know, and just, you know, save that money rather than spending it. So there's a few things that go into that. Number one, I, I would say this to you. Let's say you work in an office, you you know, you work, uh, I don't know, even, even in retail or something like that, and there's a break room. Uh, avoid the temptation of eating out for lunch and try packing a lunch. That's a pretty simple one, and it'll probably cut back a, a good bit of money um, as far as how much you're spending. Because if you average out, even like a trip to McDonald's, if you're just ordering off you know, the the dollar menu even, you're still probably going to end up spending about 4 to $5 per meal. So let's say you, you buy some stuff in advance and make some meals and, you know, do a portion, you know, whatever, at the beginning of the week, portion out a meal for each day or whatever, put it in the freezer and bring it with you to work, put it in the break room and eat your lunch that way. You're probably going to save yourself uh, a good bit of money doing that. And as well, along with that, uh, if you eat out for dinner a lot, maybe maybe cut that back again. You know, make make a menu at the beginning of the week. Go grocery shopping and pick up what you need for that week, and you'll find that by the end of the week, you may have saved a few dollars. Probably more than a few, but um, something that I encouraged Caleb to do because he was one of those frequent morning stoppers on the way, you know, to work or wherever he was going. Um, it's so easy to go to a drive-through, pick up some coffee, pick up a donut, whatever, and before you know it, you've easily spent five to six dollars. Um, I encourage him every time he skips that to just straight away put it into savings. Like, you know, we typically we have a savings, a little savings allotment that's geared towards our travel expenses and where we want to go. So um, I I encouraged him, like, because, you know, most of us, I don't know about you, but most of us do banking on our phones, and it's super easy to open an app and just slide over a few bucks into savings. So I told him as a way of, like, sort of a mini mental 
I don't know, um, what am I looking for? A goal or reward is if you passed the McDonald's or the Dunkin' or the Tim Hortons or whatever, and you didn't go through, like, you know, put that, what you would have spent, just put it directly over into savings. And that way you almost have a daily, um, like a daily, you're putting it in daily. You could, of course, budget this out at the beginning of your pay period or something. But if you do it daily, um, I think you're going to have that instant um, reward of seeing what you're putting away daily. And you're you're going to say, oh, wow, I was consuming that every day. Now that I'm saving that every day, I, I see how much money I was spending on those things and how much money I could be putting into other pursuits that I want to, to pursue. Um, or even if it just gets you saving in general, hey, that's great. You know, even if you're saving with a trip in mind, but you just end up saving by default, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I guess uh, the way we talk about it, because we've also been begun to teach our daughter all of some of this stuff is the idea of delayed gratification. We live in a time when it's really like a right now, um, immediate gratification type of world. You know, I mean, that's the very reason we have places like Dunkin' Donuts and and McDonald's and and Burger King and things like that is because waiting for food just isn't a priority for us. Uh, Funny anecdote. Um, We, when we were in Baton Rouge, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we, were, we went to a restaurant with my brother and sister-in-law, and uh, we ordered our food, and Olive, which <laughs> she's just hilarious sometimes, but she'd already asked the waitress several questions, um, but after we placed our order, she goes, now, excuse me, um, is this the type of place that you have to wait for your food, or do you get it right away like McDonald's? She calls McDonald's McDonald's. And the waitress kind of laughed and said, oh, honey, this isn't McDonald's. Um, But you can see just like even ingrained in a six-year-old's head is like, I want that immediate gratification. You know, I place an order for some delivery as we're in quarantine right now. And uh, she immediately is like, "Um, why isn't it here yet? You know, I mean, like the, the, the mouse is still warm from me clicking submit. And she's like, why, why isn't it here yet? So we live in this world of immediate gratification. And, and this is, this is a challenge. I mean, it, this is, I'll be honest, like this is really hard for me. Um, I, I struggle with this and I've gotten a little better at it. Uh, you know, setting that money aside, the, but it, it pays off because think about it, you know, what is your goal? What is, what is the thing that you have in mind down the road? So at Disney World, I'll reference that, that might be uh, a souvenir. It might be a meal that you know you're going to need a little bit of extra money for. It also might be snacks. You know, if, if you do like the dining plan, you get a couple snacks with that. But let's say you also want to buy that deluxe cupcake that, uh, you know, you've already used your two your two dining credits for your snacks, and you still want that, that deluxe cupcake. Well, saving uh, money by not stopping at uh, the old Starbucks and spending six bucks for coffee. Now you might have that six bucks set aside for that cupcake. So delayed gratification and it, it's, it's worth it because honestly you can make coffee at home and, and save a ton of money and it, and it's worth it. So that's one way. Uh, another way Chanel's going to talk about a little bit here is uh, pocket change. 
So yeah, this like we said before, a lot of this stuff is is uh, oldie but goodie. Um, and so another oldie but a goodie is your spare change. And maybe that's not something that everybody has these days because we are so um, automated. So you know, I rarely have cash on me. Um, usually everything's done by card or even now everybody pays for things with their apps and so on and et cetera. But when you do have spare change come your way, that's another great one. That's a great way to get kids involved, you know, with their, Olive has a piggy bank that she keeps on a shelf in her closet and we set goals. Like one goal she has, it's kind of a hefty one. She wants to build a droid when we go to Star Wars land at Disney, whenever we go next, um, that's a big goal because those are expensive, but um, we try to do our best to remind her of her goal and help her save her pocket change and her birthday money and her Christmas money and keeping those goals in front of her, you know, in front of her mind whenever, you know, she's someplace and she's thinking, oh, but I've got money in my piggy bank. Well, remember, Olive, you have that goal. So pocket change is a great one. Um, Like I said, we don't come across pocket change often because we don't pay for things with cash a lot. But one thing we do come across is our recycle um, money. Um, We live in a state where you can go and bring your cans and your bottles in for your redemption change. And we easily get for a, um, a, a large garbage bag full of that, we'll come away with seven bucks. Um, every time. And that's, you know, every several weeks, any, anywhere from five, I'd say anywhere from five to $8, depending on the bag, depending on what was going on. But so, um, that's something that we chuck into a jar every few weeks or so. And that really adds up. That ends up typically being souvenir money and tip money, um, for hotel staff and whatever. But it's nice to have just that cash on hand, especially when we're going to travel, we have cash, uh, for, for tipping and things like that, or for souvenirs. Um, and that usually amounts to a good little bit once we've saved that up. So, um, just, you know, the old fashioned change jar, the old fashioned money jar, uh, for chucking your spare change in and for us recycling money. Yeah. Another, another way of doing that is, uh, in today's modern society, there's all sorts of apps and stuff available, uh, that will help you save money. Um, we have used one in the past called Ibotta. Uh, so you can use this to, uh, get basically, um, not coupons, but uh, rebates. Rebates on on everyday items that you buy, grocery and necessity items, um, and so you'll get an, an accumulation of money in your Ibotta account, and you can, I believe, you can transfer that in the form of gift cards. Are you also able to deposit into your account? You're able to deposit into your account. That's generally what what I do. Um, that often is my holiday spending money at the end of the year or travel money. So, um, you know, that's again, do that responsibly. I mean, you could probably go nuts purchasing all sorts of things that you wouldn't normally purchase just because you're thinking, Oh, I get a rebate on that. Um, to quote Caleb on something, you know, age old, it's not a sale unless if it's something you actually need. So I try to use, I bought it responsibly, but you know, just on things that I'm going to be purchasing anyway. Um, I get rebates on and that is another little, you know, I usually don't have a 
huge amount at the end of the year, but um, it can amount from anywhere from 50 to 100 bucks um, if I keep it in there for a year. And then that is, again, travel money, or sometimes I use that, like I said, towards holiday gift expenses and stuff. But apps like that, and there's all kinds of other apps out there. I haven't started using them myself, but I've heard of other friends and other travel agents that use them that help you round up your purchases. And um, they round up your purchase um, to the nearest dollar. And then that extra little bit of change goes into an account. I think that's a great way. That's fabulous. Yeah. So check out various apps like that. And I, you know, I actually do think it's a great deal of money. You know, you, you just kind of said, Oh, it's not a huge amount of money, but that's, you know, even if you're on the low end of that, like 40 bucks, that's 40 bucks you didn't have when you started. And it's especially since with like, you're you're buying essential items like we talked about with the Ibotta app. It's essential items. So therefore, you're going to buy them anyway. You might as well get paid to buy them. And in that, you you have set aside some money that you would not have had for your travels otherwise. And so, you know, as you're as you're trying to figure out how to save some money, these are just really some helpful tips that we've found. We also kind of put this out there uh to our Instagram audience, we didn't get a ton of feedback yet because we're still growing our following and all that. But we do want to share one from a good friend of ours down in Louisiana, Amanda, who shared with this about, especially for like uh, Disney travelers, um, a, a really cool way to save a few bucks here and there. You can actually buy Disney gift cards at Target. And if you are a red card member of Target, at Target, uh, you save 5% on every purchase. So therefore... You're saving 5% off of that gift card. You know, I'm not a mathematician, so I'm not even going to attempt to do this because I'll embarrass myself. Um, but I assume if, you know, in the long run, you know, let's let's say you buy a, a bunch of gift cards for, for dining or for souvenirs or for snacks, that all adds up to a pretty good savings um, down the road. I believe if you were to spend $100 or, or get a $100 gift card and you're saving 5%, that's what... You're paying $95 savings of five bucks. Um, is that accurate? I think that's accurate. Um, so, you know, it, it, it adds up down the road. You know, uh, <laughs> Disney's expensive. Uh, there's no way around it other than uh, uh, doing these little tricks to kind of save a few few dollars. So wherever you can save it, uh, that, that's going to pay big dividends uh, down the road. So our next category is prioritizing. Um, So that's important when you're planning travel because you need to have an idea in mind. What is your priority for your specific trip? Um, Like, so when we say that, like, what is the most important thing for you for that trip? Um, If you're going, we use Disney a lot as an example because it's just what we do a lot of and what we love. Um, You know, what is your priority? Is it the parks themselves and your experiences there? So then that being said, if that's the case, are you willing to cut back and save on your mode of transportation? Are you willing to take, you know, the cheapest route to get to your destination? Are you willing to cut costs on a hotel or uh, accommodations in order to have more experience? Or are you the opposite? Are you like, you know what? I work hard. 
I save my money. I'd like to have some more amenities. I'd like to travel a little bit more comfortably. You know, just really figuring out what your priorities are and where they lie and putting your money where your priorities are. Yeah, and that applies no matter what you're doing, right? I mean, all of us have the thing that stands out to us as the most important reason for our trip. If you're going to Washington, D.C., you know, you have a reason you're going. If you're going to France, you have a reason that you're going. So I don't know of many people who travel and are just like, meh, I don't care, whatevs, you know, I'll I'll do whatever. Uh, Most people are like, there's a list of five things that I want to see, and I'll do whatever it takes to do that. Or, you know, I want, as Chanel said, I want as many amenities as possible. So I want my hotel experience to be top-notch, and I won't accept anything less. Um, Some people, it's the mode of transportation. I want to get there quickly, so I won't do anything other than fly. But I also know people who would rather drive uh, and will do anything but fly. So, you know, it, it all... It all matters for what you're doing. Um, maybe a, a good real-world example is, let's say you're going to um, New York City, and the main thing that you want to experience is dining and sights. So two things, dining and sights. You could care less about where you're staying. So maybe for you, staying outside the city is the best option. Or staying in a B&B, or not B&B, I'm sorry, uh, an, an Airbnb. Um, or maybe yeah, even staying in, in Jersey might be the best option for you, and you'll, you'll just transport in each, each day. But you want to experience extraordinary dining and, and all the sights. So that's where you're going to put your money. And so what you'll be doing as you plan your trip, you'll be researching all the restaurants and talking to people, all your friends, and you'll be writing down your list of the things that you want to do. And so know what it is that's co- like that's drawing you to a location or a destination. If it's the experiences and you could settle for a lower room, go for it. Or if you're on the opposite side of it and you're like, man, I want to stay in the heart of the city. I want to stay in the best room because that's what's going to make it for me. Then let's focus on that. Um, but pri- priority is a big deal when you're talking about saving money, because you'll find if, if you're able to maybe compromise a little bit on your, your room, you could save hundreds of dollars. So yeah, just know where you want to spend your money, know what you're willing to save on, know what you're willing to spend on. And don't be afraid to spend on the things that you really do want it to spend on. I know I tend to be and even more so in the past, maybe not so much more now, used to be such a penny pincher. Uh, it's funny when I probably had more money to spend back then. Um, you know, so much so that I was almost risking some of the fun things that I wanted to see and do. Like when Caleb and I went to London, um, you know, was so conscious about every penny that, um, uh, we almost missed out on a really cool experience to have tea, like a really fancy English tea on top of Harrods because I was too worried about the cost until I finally said, you know what? When am I going to be back here? When am I going to do this again? Let's just do it. And so glad we did, you know, so glad that we spent money on that particular experience and saved money on other things. So anyway, just know where you're willing to spend and know what you're willing to save on in order to get what you really want. 
Yeah, so we've looked at cutting out the extras, placing that money into savings. We've talked about priorities. Our our third category we're going to talk about today is look for the freebies and the lower cost options. So what is the most affordable way to get there? Well, try to be as flexible as possible with your travel. Sometimes uh, the the time of year that you travel uh, might be cheaper depending on location and its seasonal pro- popularity. Uh, think of like off season versus on season or even shoulder season. So I know I just said a lot. Let me kind of unpack it for you a little bit. Let's say you're traveling to, um, I don't know, Miami. And you're going to know that during the summer, you know, especially like June and July and probably a good bit of August, it's going to be on season. Whereas if you're going in October, that is off season. And and there's also kind of an in-between season that we call shoulder season. That's going to be when it's kind of just edging out of on season and into off season or vice versa. So what would be a freebie when you're traveling to Miami? Well, the beach, you know, most beaches, there might be a few, uh, don't charge admission for you to, to come and sit on the sand. So that's a freebie. Uh, what are lower cost options? Lower cost options might be, um, again, like the off season. If you travel in September and October, you might find that your hotel is 50 to 100 bucks cheaper per night because it's off season, not peak season. So look for those type of options. And a few more examples of freebies. Um, when we traveled to Washington, D.C., if you remember back to our episode on Washington, D.C., if you don't remember, go check it out. Uh, we talked about going to the Smithsonian Museums that are right there on the mall. And we were just, I don't know, we had a great time. You got to listen to that episode to find out how we had a great time. But uh, the the short version of it is those those museums were amazing and they were free. So I would strongly suggest, like, you can go to a place like Washington, D.C. and experience a ton of fabulous things, uh, a bunch of attractions and experiences at little to zero cost. And so, you know, look for those type of things. There's always that type of stuff when you travel. Maybe it's walking around in a park. When we went to London, jet-lagged as we were, the first thing we did was walk around Hyde Park. So, you know, there's just a ton of things that you can do. Um, we maybe overdid it a little bit because we walked around Hyde Park and then we went to Harrods, another free option to walk around Harrods. And by the end of it, we were just exhausted. And uh, I, in one way, I'm glad we did it um, because we, we didn't need to go to sleep right away when we got there. We really would have killed ourselves with jet lag. But um, it, it it was a little bit of a, a challenge. Uh, but we got to experience a bunch of cool things right there in the heart of London for free. So that's what I mean by look for freebies and lower cost options. Uh, even with Disney, uh, even though they don't market it as so much as off season or peak season anymore, uh, there are certain times of the year that are cheaper than other times. It, you know, I, I'll still reference it as peak season. If you're going in the summer, that's peak season, and that's when the tickets are going to be at their their most expensive. Same with holidays, and so it might be worth it. You know, maybe for you. Uh, there's no other way than to travel in the summer. Or maybe you just really want to experience Disney World at Christmas. Go for it. It's it's an amazing experience. Um, but just know that if you're able to travel in January or February, you might save a few bucks. So lastly, 
Uh, Chanel's going to kind of be brief on this one, but work with a travel agent. So, yeah, we've gone over our tips. Like I said, you may have heard nothing new. You may have heard something new. You may have just heard something to encourage you in your savings. But one thing that we can do as travel agents or consultants or whatever you want to call us these days is just help you make up a plan, help you to know about deals and things that you may not be aware of, depending on where you're going, um, and just help you with money-saving tips um, and just experience and knowledge. And um, often we say this, if it's something we don't know, we'll do our best to find out um, because there's still so much that we're learning and finding out more and more as we go. Um, And just so you know, our services are free. They're no additional cost to you. Um... So when you book a plan, a trip with us, whether it's Disney or elsewhere, it costs you nothing additionally. So thank you so much for listening in today. If you have any tips or any insights or any things that get you excited about saving for your trips, let us know. We'd love to hear. Uh, so this is Caleb and Chanel with That Vacation Company, serving you the most delightful destinations. <laughs> <laughs>